There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Morning, everyone. It's Thursday, March 3rd. I'm Zachary Crockett. I'm here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla. Hello. And you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Okay, uh, I want you all to imagine you're playing a virtual reality game. Your character walks through a field of strawberries and you can actually smell them. Well, there's a company trying to bring that vision to life. And today we're going to be talking about the quest to bring scent to virtual reality. But before we get into that, here are four quick things in the news you should know about. Juliet, what you got your eye on today? One figure that caught my attention today was $900 million. That is how much the startup Kitsch is suing McDonald's for. They apparently invented a device that would help fix McDonald's ice cream machines, which, as everyone knows, are broken all the time. It's oh. just like a constant disappointment. Yeah. So essentially, this little device, you put it inside the machine and it sends data to a computer or a phone, allowing whoever is in charge of that machine to monitor and troubleshoot issues as they come up. They invented this device a couple years ago. Things were going well. And then in 2020, McDonald's emailed all of their franchisees and told them to ditch the device. They said it could injure employees, Mm. that it violated their warranties, and that it intercepted confidential information. (laughs) It also said that it had a new machine forthcoming that had similar features. So... According to Wired, Kitsch says McDonald's has destroyed their business by spreading false information about them, lying about a product that doesn't exist, and warning other fast food chains not to use their product. Jeez. So they're suing McDonald's for $900 million, which is what they say their company would be worth if McDonald's had not sabotaged them. Um, Intercepted confidential information is so ridiculous for an ice cream machine apparatus. All right. What else we got? So as you may know, are you like a superhero movie person? Uh, I am not, but everyone else is. Okay, fair. So the Batman is coming out this week and this movie is not getting a simultaneous streaming release. So Warner Brothers had a couple movies come out that you could watch in the theater or at your home on like HBO Max on the same day, like The Matrix. But this Mm -hmm. one in particular, for 45 days, you have to go to a theater to see it. So AMC is doing a little experiment where it's charging more to see the Batman than other movies that are out right now, like Uncharted and Dog. So I guess the question for me is, are people more willing to pay more to see this hot movie that they really want to go see? Or would they just be like, no, I'm not paying a dollar or more to see this versus that? Sure. Yeah, it's an interesting question. What about you? What have you been following today? I am following this whole Major League Baseball lockout. The team owners and the union that represents the players are at a standstill right now over contract negotiations. It really centers around salaries. So right now, the minimum wage in the league is about $570,000, and the players want that to go to something like seven seventy-five. dollars This has been dragging on since December. The first 91 games of the season are now canceled. There is still no resolution. Our daily writer, Rob Litters, kind of broke this down into three major economic impacts. First off, players don't get paid for games that they miss. So collectively, they lose about $21 million for every single day that is wiped off the schedule. Oh my gosh. The average Major League Baseball team brings in $4 million a game in ticket, food, and merchandise sales. That's money they're not going to be getting. But also just all the local businesses around the ballparks that really rely on these games to make money. 
how long is this thing going to last? Well, looking back, there have been nine strikes in Major League Baseball history. The last one happened in 1994, and it lasted for eight months. We'll see what happens. All right. Another thing I'm following here is Fitbit is recalling 1.7 million of its Ionic smartwatches due to reports that the lithium ion batteries are overheating. And they're actually overheating so much that they're causing third degree burns. What they're going to do is they're going to issue a $299 refund to anyone who sends it back. They're also going to give 40% off of another Fitbit purchase. All told, this could cost Fitbit somewhere in the range of three to $400 million if, wow. if everyone takes advantage of that. The interesting thing here is Fitbit was just acquired by Google's parent company, Alphabet, last year. So not off to a, a fantastic start with that acquisition, although that's, you know, small pennies for Google. This is far from the most expensive product recall in history. That honor is going to go to the airbag manufacturer, Takata. They had to recall 100 million inflators and that recall was estimated to cost the company $24 billion. Well, let's move along to our main story. Juliet, you recently talked to a pretty cool company that's trying to bring scent to virtual reality. Who are these folks? So the company is called OVR Technology. They are out of Vermont. Kind of an interesting story. So I talked to the co-founder. He has a background actually in food. He was a chef and he was really into food and spirits and wine. Obviously, all of those things, your experience is enhanced by smell. He ended up founding a fragrance company in 2013. And he told me that about four years ago, he tried VR for the first time, totally blown away by how real it felt. But given his experience, the thing that was missing for him was smell. Hmm. So they created this scent device. They call it Ion. And how it works is it basically Velcros onto the bottom of any VR headset and it connects to the headset via Bluetooth. And then inside the device is like this little cartridge. It's got like nine holes in it and each one contains a different scent. When it's connected to the headset and you're inside of a piece of software, for example, OVR's demo, as you move through the different scenes, it knows which scents to combine to give you this whole experience. Hmm. For example, you can pluck a rose. As you bring the rose to your face, it smells more like a rose. And if you flip it upside down, it'll smell more like dirt. Wow. There's also a campfire scene. So when you get to it, it kind of smells smoky. And then if you put the marshmallow up to your face, it smells nice and sweet. Nice. And then as you toast the marshmallow, it smells like a toasted marshmallow. So it's pretty cool. People have tried to do the scent thing before. And the problem with like smell vision and some of these other things are you get a scent, it fills up a room and then you're kind of just stuck with overlapping scents. So the tech is actually really precise. So you can kind of make things come and make things go away. Hmm. I noticed when I first put the device on, you know, it smelled like stuff. But like as I moved through the experience, it actually did change pretty precisely. Obviously, you're kind of wondering like, okay, why would I want this? There are a couple applications. An obvious simple one is arts and entertainment, games, theater, storytelling, immersive experiences. But there's also a couple interesting applications that he was telling me about. So for example, you could use it when training someone on how to do something. Like a field medic would have to perform in a really stressful situation. And obviously, it's safer to do that in VR than to throw them into a stressful situation. Mm -hmm. And you might be confronted with really bad smells like gunpowder, burning mm. rubber, bodily fluids. Getting used to those smells and being able to overcome that and focus on what you're supposed to be doing, that's, that's part of that training. 
It's not a medical device, but it can have sort of health and wellness applications. So they have a meditation experience where you kind of sit in the woods and it smells like the woods. And then as you breathe in and out, you can choose an orb and like focus your breath on that orb. And maybe it smells like flowers or maybe Mm. it smells like cinnamon. And that's in use in rehab and detox clinics as like a stress relief. There's also a Dr. Skip Rizzo. He's the director for medical virtual reality at the University of Southern California's Institute for Creative Technologies. And he is a studying how you can use VR exposure therapy to treat PTSD in veterans. So basically what he's doing is trying to, in a safe, like clinical environment with like a trained practitioner there, allow people to kind of recreate their experiences in war in a multi-sensory way so they can confront and reprocess those emotions. Mm. And smell is so tied to memory that uh, the theory is having that with the audio and visual component will actually be very helpful for these patients. Sure, sure. So my question to you is, uh, you know, you've used this thing a bit. Do you see this being something that could potentially have a successful consumer application? Where I see the average consumer really getting into this is probably more in like immersive experiences that you would leave the house to go do. So, for example, pre-pandemic, there was this company called The Void, and they had all these different experiences. There was like a Star Wars one, a Ghostbusters one. You would go into a VR arcade, essentially. It would have doors and pathways, and you would follow those in VR. You would pick up objects, you would open doors, and all of these things that you could see in VR, you could do in real life. And they had sent, too. I, I did the Ghostbusters one, and when you bust the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, the whole room smells like marshmallows. Wow. Was it, like, good? Did it, was it accurate? Yeah, it smelled wow. like a marshmallow. That's crazy. <laughs> it was pretty fun. So the void is no more, but I heard that there was an investor and maybe they're coming back. And I feel like those kind of experiences where you're just going somewhere else to get the entire package, I think that's where we'll see a lot of scent. Right. I think we'll also see it in sort of like those Sundance, Tribeca immersive experiences. So I think that's where we'll see the average consumer experiencing this. We'll see them soon at festivals, at pop-ups and art installations. And I think that's where we'll see it. And then only like the extreme diehard, I want to be as in the metaverse as possible. People will actually buy the haptic gloves and the ion devices for their own use. I'll buy one just for the marshmallows and the campfires. It's one of the greatest smells. It's very pleasant. (laughs) All right, everyone, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. I'm Zachary Crockett with Juliet Bennett-Ryla. Our producer is Darren Clark. If you liked what you heard today, we've got a lot more interesting stuff over at thehustle.co. So go check it out and catch you all tomorrow.